0: Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of the Everything Is Marketing Podcast. My name is Eric Hulcoran, and on this episode, we are talking insurance in the cannabis space. Amanda Kugler from The Roots Insurance is here to get into the weeds and talk about all of the things you need to know if you're thinking about opening in the cannabis space. Amanda, how are you today?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm excellent. Thank you so much for joining us. And I want to start at the beginning because what I find fascinating about what Roots Insurance has been doing is you're obviously a traditional insurance company that knows their stuff in the cannabis industry. And we're going to get into all of that. But I wonder, you know, if we can go back even three or four years, you're doing keynote speaking engagements about this insurance universe. Can you talk to me how you guys got into the space and what have you seen thus far in the last, let's say, four years?
1: Absolutely. So, uh, I started an insurance agency back in 2009. Um, obviously had nothing to do with cannabis. Um, really specializing in personal lines and traditional commercial insurance. It wasn't until about 2016 when I got approached to write my first cannabis risk and full disclosure, my initial gut was no, we can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, I knew nothing about it. Um, I just knew that growing up, um, I was told I was an athlete. um, I wasn't allowed to smoke weed. That's really the extent of my knowledge in cannabis. And so I took that and I applied it in insurance and I was like, no, there's no way we can do this. I don't have the markets to do it. I don't know anything about these facilities and I continued to get pushed on it. And at that point I had just opened up an independent agency. So I had lots of different markets. I was essentially a broker and I was looking at new ways to grow my book of business. And so after fighting it for a little while, I realized that this might actually be a good way for me to distinguish myself in the insurance space. So what I did is I talked to my underwriters, I called different insurance carriers, I flew myself out to Denver to sit in an in insurance class with adjusters and actuarials and other insurance agents who had already been doing this in the state of Colorado. And I really just educated myself and I found a market and I wrote my first risk back in 2016. And in all honesty, it just has snowballed since then.
0: What's so fascinating about this story, Amanda, is it's it's not all that unique, which I am I'm mesmerized by. So I've talked to accountants, I've talked to real estate agents, and they all tell me this similar story. There's something about their personality that people are like, I trust you and I trust you to get me through this thing. So can you do this thing that you've never done before? And to the person on this podcast, I didn't want to do it. All the alarm bells went off. And then I went out to Denver or wherever and educated myself. And now I'm You know, a leader in this field, which clearly you are. So let's get into a bit of the meat of what to expect in this space. So I'm thinking of opening up a dispensary and I assume I need insurance. But my guess, Amanda, is I actually have no idea what I actually need.
1: And that's where we come in. Um, Most of the time, the conversations that I'm having with um, licensees is very early on. So they are working with an attorney or they're working with a CPA to really understand the space. And that relationship with their attorney or their CPA results in them telling them that they need to reach out to someone like myself to really understand when they need to start the insurance process because it's not like a normal business. So I'm starting those conversations most of the time either before they're starting their construction on their new facility or as they're getting to the end of that. And during that phase, we're talking about what the state requires for insurance. And that's completely different than what you actually need for a business. So the state requires general liability and product liability on every single license holder in the state, no questions asked. And you actually have to get that before you get your final license. So unlike any other business, you're purchasing insurance before you have even opened your doors which is backwards, but it's something that we work with, with the MRA. And then we're also talking to them about going through their quoting process to get preliminary numbers for their budgets on ensuring their building, ensuring any type of improvement that they're making to the space if they're a tenant, especially uh, if you're a cultivator or you're a processor, because what's happening, if they're tenants, they're putting so much money into their building, but they don't actually own the building. So if the building burns down, They could potentially be out a ton of money and that's a huge piece for investors who are actually investing their own dollars into the space, they want to make sure that the renovations that they're doing and the build outs that they're doing to these spaces are protected. So that's a big conversation that we're having, whether they own the building or if they're a tenant is protecting that investment into the space. And then once they actually have a harvest or they've got plants in the ground or they're actually opening their doors and selling product to clients or or patients, customers, um, then we can insure the inventory. We can insure their crops if they wanted. Um, Another big piece that we're seeing is the loss of business income. So if they have a claim and they have to shut their doors for six months to rebuild their space, maybe due to a fire or a break in, we can pay to replace that loss of business income which could be very vital for these companies. Wow. And not only that, one of the biggest pieces is workers' compensation. So that's one thing that sometimes gets slipped through the cracks when we're talking to our clients is once you hire your first full-time employee, you have to make sure that the business is protecting both the employee and themselves in the event of a workplace injury.
0: That is so a lot. These
1: are all conversations. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> These are all conversations that we have.
0: <laughs> so I would imagine in this space, you know, it's, To the state of Michigan, it's obviously fairly new in the retail space. I would imagine for a lot of business owners trying to get into the space, you're seeing a lot of people with franchise experience that want to open a dispensary because it's another line of income and they see it as a thriving business opportunity. But how can they make sure that the insurance company they're going with knows what you know? If they can't go with you, they should go with you. But if they can't, how can they how can they figure that out?
1: Yeah, you know, and I have these conversations a lot with clients because it doesn't always fit. It doesn't always make sense for them to work with me. Well, I want to help absolutely everybody. Sometimes they have an investor who has a relationship with another insurance agency, or um, you know, they just they have other businesses that are insured by another agency. And my biggest comment on that is just make sure you understand what you're buying and make sure you understand what the policy says. You know, I have knowledge on that. So I know every single company that I write through, I know what they expect of you. And I'm going to relay that information and not to say that other insurance agencies don't necessarily do that, but maybe they just don't know because they don't have the experience. And I can't tell you how many times I've talked to clients where they've come back to me and said, well, I didn't know that. Now we have to take that with a grain of salt because. Maybe the other agent had to explain that and it it just, you know, got lost in translation. But I think that that's the biggest thing that I tell anybody is even my own clients understand what you've signed, understand what's in the policy contract, uh, because there are warranties and there are expectations on you as the policyholder to make sure that um, you're abiding by what they require.
0: So let's talk about some of those pitfalls. You know, you guys wrote a a piece uh, earlier this month about transportation as far as medicinal marijuana and understanding that not only do you have to ensure the transportation itself, as you alluded to earlier, in case everything happens, but there are guidelines as to how that stuff is transported. Can you talk about that a little bit and then maybe some other pitfalls that people might not know about as they're entering into the space?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I would say the biggest thing that they need to understand um, is the the state of Michigan requires two people in the vehicle. Um, depending on the insurance company that they're working with, some insurance companies place requirements on what has to happen in order for theft coverage um, to be in place. Obviously, you can't leave product in the vehicle without it being attended um, by a driver um, or both drivers. Um, And obviously if it's gonna be stored overnight, it needs to be stored in a secure facility, your own facility, and it needs to be secured properly. So um, those are the biggest things that I would make sure that as I'm talking to a secure transporter, um, they're aware of. Now, it really is dependent, especially for secure transporters, it's dependent on the insurance company what they are required to do with that product. So some require them to have an actual safe or a vault in the vehicle, and they have to put the product in there. Others don't have that same requirement. So again, it all goes back to what we just talked about, making sure that you understand what's expected of you um, in the event that there is a claim.
0: And you, you know, what's been fascinating over the last even six months is just, you know, I talked to Andrew Brisbo a couple of times in, in the life cycle of what we've been doing in this state. And he had this quote that I've probably used a thousand times since he said it, which is this industry moves very slowly and then all at once. And Correct. so I'm wondering if I could get your perspective about the industry and what is happening and, and the excitement around it and sort of what you yeah. see in the rest of 2021 and into 22 and 23.
1: Yeah, so I would agree with what he said 100%. Like I said, I've been working with clients since 2016. We quoted so many people back then, and it just sat because they were in licensing, they were looking for locations. It still happens. And then all of a sudden, they need it, and they need it like five days ago. Right. Um, So it's so true. It's so slow. But then all of a sudden, when it hits, they need it, and they need it now. Um, And so that's what I talk to all my clients about. And just to make sure that they have an understanding that. I know the pressure that they're under, and I know it's not my clients. They're not the ones that are waiting until the last minute and saying, hey, I need this and I need it now. Um, But it is something that's very common in this industry that if they need something, they expect you to do it because they've got a lot on the line. So that's just something that we've worked with. I talk with my staff. They all understand that what comes first is making sure that the clients get what they need because we do not wanna be the roadblock to them getting a final license. So we work in, you know, in hand in hand with our clients to make sure that from an insurance standpoint, we are there for them and we understand what they're working with. And I'm never mad at my clients when they come <laughs> to me and they say, and I need this in an hour. Right. I was actually joking with one of my clients the other day. Um, he, we were reminiscing back from 2016. I was in Disney world with my two kids and he called me and he needed a bond for the city he was operating in that day. And here I am in disney with my kids and we got it done and um we still joke about that you know five years later so um but how i see the future of cannabis from an insurance perspective in the next couple of years um i'm hopeful that you know we have some laws put into place that protect insurance companies so that that way we can see more carriers come into the space and provide more competition is that is that what
0: is that what's slowing that down is that there's no protection for them
1: Um, I believe so. I think the, you know, federal regulation is something that's really holding it up. Um, but I think that there's, uh, some legislation in, in the works right now to hopefully protect those insurance companies. So to encourage more carriers to come into the marketplace. Um, so that way we can get better coverage for these, for these, our customers, our clients, um, right now we're working in a space where we're really handcuffed with, you know, five to 10 different markets, depending on what type of risk we're working with. And, it's not the same as insuring a traditional business. It's really not, and so I look forward to the day, whether that's in two years, five years, ten years, where you know this is really mainstream and it's just like insuring a farm or a pharmacy or a lab, you know, a, a chemistry lab, um, instead of working in the space where we're really struggling to find proper coverage.
0: So, do you think I'm going to ask you a, a two-part question? As far as normalization, yeah. right? The, the acceptance of this as right. a viable entity in the United States. Now, do you think that will be yeah. sped up by uh, states like New York who have recently come on board or will it be a product set? You know, because one of the things that I find fascinating is moving from gummies to nano gummies to now talking about beverages and the acceptance yeah. of beverages as it lies very closely to like a craft beer IPA universe. I'm wondering, yeah. do you have any thoughts on which one of those will speed up the normalization?
1: That's a great question. I would say in my own opinion,
0: I think 100%
1: the state of New York and what they just passed is really going to help move along the status of cannabis in the United States. So, um, I think the other products, I definitely think the infused beverages will also help. Um, but New York, I mean, when that passed, it was, it's a great thing for the state of cannabis in the U S
0: this is such an exciting industry. And so the last question I want to ask you today, because I know everybody who has watched this far would like to know, yeah. what is the proper ride at Disney to write a bond?
1: <laughs> um, you know, I spent a lot of time in line. <laughs> so that was when I got most of the bond work done. It was when I was standing in line with my two-year-old and my five-year-old.
0: <laughs> my friend, it has been an absolute blast. Amanda, go have a wonderful mm-hmm. weekend. We will talk again soon. If people want to reach out to you, what is the best way to do that?
1: Um, Email is the best way. My phone blows up all day long. So email is the best way to get me. And it's Amanda at therootsins.com.
0: Awesome. I will put that in the show notes. So you guys don't have to memorize that. You can just go to the show notes and get that. Amanda from Roots Insurance. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thanks, Eric.